Hi, this is the Grieving with Gratitude podcast, and I'm your host, Conway, a spiritual psychologist. I suddenly lost my dad, and it propelled me to radically change my life. I went from a broke, burnt-out entrepreneur that was dependent on drugs and partying to a life of peace, abundance, and gratitude, making over six figures in traveling the world. My goal is to help you to heal your trauma and through the process, become the healthiest and highest version of yourself. I believe you are here to live a life of abundance and not be a victim to your current life. Are you ready to take back your power and start to create the life you want? Hi guys, it's Conway. Welcome to my podcast and my new YouTube channel, Grieving with Gratitude. This is my first episode on YouTube. It's my, I don't know, millionth episode on everywhere you can find podcasts. So this is my first one and I posted on my Instagram, Conway is rad, some book reviews and I didn't really realize how many things you guys love seeing from what I'm reading because I normally just, I don't know, I, I post stuff and I don't really see anything, like I don't really get responses, but Recently, I've had so many people hit me up asking for book recommendations. And they're like, I didn't want to bug you, but I didn't see it as like, you know, a highlight on your page. And so I thought I would just share with you again, my books that I've been reading. So I'll do another Instagram post as well. So if you want to go to Conway is Rad, you can find the actual post um, if you're because I know like. I listen to podcasts and I'm walking, I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. So I don't really, I'm not necessarily able to, you know, go look up everything, but I'll also post it in the show notes. So let's get started. So I'm an avid reader. I travel a ton. And so reading is definitely how I decompress. Um, it's how I relax. I love reading. My favorite authors are Deepak Chopra for sure. Any book that he's written, I am all about if you follow me online, you know that I post about all the books that I read in the very beginning of my day to set my intentions. It has made a huge difference in doing that, even though, I don't know, I've been very angsty lately. So, you know, I can't imagine how much more angsty I would be if I didn't have a daily spiritual practice like a gratitude journaling. But who knows? I also ate a bunch of almonds before I came on. Um, and I don't know why I did that. Like when you eat almonds, you always like choke on them later. Anyways, almonds, no almonds. I'm going to talk about my first book that I loved. So this book I have read easily four or five times. So how I read so many books is I literally read two books at a time. So I'll kind of read one that's like a heavy book. And then mix them with a light book. So that when that one book gets like too dry or something, I can move on to the next one that's a little bit more lighthearted. And normally I try to pick two books that are in two different categories, but they're always in self-care. I'm not a fiction reader. So if that is what you have come here for, I don't read fiction. So anyways, um, so this is the first book that... I probably, I think I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, but it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Luis L. Hay. I read this four or five times. This is definitely a book I won't give away. I'm a big giver away of books as well um, because once I feel like they've served me, they need to be passed on to someone else for them to, for it to serve them. Um, but this is one of the rare ones that stays forever. So I've read it multiple times. It's a really, really, really easy read. And basically, 
It's an excellent book for restructuring one's life and finding self-esteem and self-love is really what it's about. So she speaks a lot about you can heal your life, which that a lot of our dis, like disease is dis-ease and created in the mind. So she has a lot of ways for you to do a lot of mirror work um, to re- connect to yourself, amplify your self-esteem, and it's it's a really powerful thing because it sounds so silly when you're doing it, when you're <laughs> looking in the mirror, smiling at yourself and saying you're amazing and saying it over and over and over again until you really, really, really believe it and doing that every day. It's so impactful. And that's kind of how you can tell when something is impactful or not is based on how weird it feels to you and disconnecting. And then when you finally are able to connect with it, you're like, wow, I can't believe I was avoiding myself because it's wild. Like we all are only on earth for ourselves. Really, if you think about it, the only thing you have control over is yourself. And we are so disconnected from who we are and like why things are happening to us. So the book is really amazing because she has a chart in the back of it. And it breakdowns any of your like symptoms. So like one of the symptoms is gray hair. So the limiting belief would be, or like the cause of it would be stress. It's a belief in pressure and strain. And then the positive affirmation of how to overcome that would be, I am at peace and comfortable in every area of my life. I am strong and I am capable. Um, the another one is like heartburn. So heartburn. What's causing it is fear, 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 clutching fear. So the positive affirmation you would work on is I breathe freely and fully. I am safe. I trust the process. I've done this. Actually, I've gone through this when I've had something where it's very weird to me that I'm going through and experiencing. Um, and I've done the, the affirmations and put them on my fridge. So like being overweight, the cause, oversensitivity, often Represents fear and shows a need for protection. Fear may be a cover for hidden anger and a resistance to forgive. So then the positive affirmation would be, I am protected by divine love. I am always safe and secure. I am willing to grow up and take responsibility for my life. I forgive others and I now create my own life the way I want. I am safe. The fascinating thing is, is like we're all very self self intrinsically want to know about ourselves, right? Well, when you start looking these up on other people, it is, it is so crazy because my boyfriend had this like weird cough. And I was like, dude, it sounds like that. Oh, I hate to say it, but it's like that old man cough where it's like breathy. And like, you're like, dude, you sound like you're a thousand years old. Like, why are you coughing like that? You're in your thirties. Um, and so I was like, why does he have this weird cough? So I, just kind of asked him, let's see. Cough. I don't know how to spell cough, obviously. I'll move right past it. Um, coughs. It says respiratory ailments. You can also look that up. And, and so the cause is the de desire to bark at the world. See me, listen to me. And the positive affirmation is I am noticed and appreciated in the most positive ways. I am loved. So instead of me being like, is this how you feel? I was like, do sometimes you um, feel like no one listens to you? And he's like, yes, all the time. And I was like, 
Okay. Um, so it's interesting in that way to be able to like help someone else see themselves as well, or just, you know, speak into that area of their life. So it's really, 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 really interesting. Like look, corns, corns are like the hard things on your feet, right? Hardened areas of thought, stubbornly holding on to pain of the past. That positive affirmation is I've moved forward free from the past. I'm safe. I am free. A lot of the reasons like we have disease and ailments and sicknesses is because of fear and not feeling safe, but like fear is caused by not feeling safe. Right. So it's really interesting that the cure to a lot of stuff is just being seen and heard and feeling safe and protected. And isn't that what we're all looking for in every relationship we're in anyways? So it's really, really, really interesting. My second book, and this was a, this is going to be a throwing for a loop one. This is a philosophy book. So it's the hidden mystery of the Bible. And this is by Jack Ensign Addington. It includes two twenty-seven. Oh wait, this is a very weird way they put the font. 276 biblical terms and definitions with new thought interpretations. The Hidden Mystery of the Bible. I would like to introduce you to the best guidebook on modern day living that has ever been written, the Bible. If you have thought it was a dull, bewildering, contradictory, difficult, and antiquated book, I hope to show you otherwise. You'll soon see the Bible as a storehouse of inspiration designed to fit every human need, a treasure trove of usable ideas, an infinite source of wisdom, but most of all, a book of life. So this is, I grew up Christian, and this book is super fascinating because um, it makes the Bible make sense. I mean, because there's a, people take the Bible literally, and then it's taken out of context. I mean, the Bible is like such a, like, trigger word for so many people and so I even makes me kind of nervous even talking about this book because I'm not going to say that I am you know a bible like aficionado um because I'm not I don't have any desire to be one and it's okay uh this book is really fascinating though so I would 100% read it because the more I have gotten into being in touch with myself and knowing that we are all made up of energy, like we are children of God, which means that we carry the same energy and capabilities. Like in Acts, Jesus says, you will go out and do greater things than even I. And he did amazing healings on people. And he was able to feed thousands from nothing, if you believe that. And I really do believe that that can happen. And I feel like my Christianity now is so trying to it's either very polarizing as in like fire and brimstone or it's trying to just appeal to everyone versus like what's the actual truth like where's the truth in both of it without ego and pastors and churches and the business side of it coming along with it right like where is it relationally like how does it affect you so this book is amazing for that this book was super hard to read, so I'm just going to throw this out there. So this is my third book. It's called Self-Control or State Control, You Decide. It's by Tom G. Palmer. Is it by Tom? I don't know. It says edited by, I'm going to assume. That's him. So basically, it's a collection of stories on different topics and the philosophy behind them. What got me to buy this book is the front of it says, 
If I were a young person pursuing a productive and rewarding life, I'd buy a copy of this book and study it carefully. John McKay, co-founder and CEO of Whole Foods Market. That's why I bought this book. So there you go. Um, I read it in a bunch of different times. As I said, I read, read a couple books at the same time. But because this was like a harder book for me to read, I really drew this one out for a long time. But like, here's like one of the examples of the short stories. How Brain Chemistry Explains Human Freedom and Helps Us to Realize It. And the notes I took on that are, one, you have a finite amount of willpower that becomes depleted as you use it. Two, use the same stock of willpower for all manner of tasks. That's basically they're talking about how, why can't you just stick to a diet? Why New Year's resolutions basically don't work? And like, you only have a finite amount of willpower. So like most of my willpower is in the morning. So I don't work out at night because I know I won't go to the gym at night. So I do everything that is the, towards the end of the day, I'm going to choose a path of least resistance. Therefore, I set myself up for success knowing my willpower is finite. And later in the day, I will not show up in the way that I want to show up in my life. So if I want to be this athletic person that's in shape and healthy, I have to do that in the morning when I have the most amount of willpower. So I know I'm going to get up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, do my daily gratitude, spiritual practice, gratitude journal, meditate, go to the gym, drink my green juice, all that stuff. And then I know later at night not to keep garbage food in my house because my willpower goes down because I'm tired. I use it up, especially on certain days. And you know those days that you're just like, dude, I don't know why I can't, you know, get it together. Like a lot of women, we struggle with it. And it'll be like, why am I eating like trash today? Like, well, emotionally, what happened to you earlier in the day? What happened last night? Are you going, like, that's why during a breakup, why do you eat like shit? Because your willpower is being so consumed with not trying to contact that person or changing your behavior patterns that you're just shot. And so you choose a path of least resistance eventually. So that is huge. Um, yeah. So this book is amazing. I mean, it is a really good book. It's just now that I'm <laughs> reading through my notes, like making decisions depleted the same source of mental energy as resisting temptations leading to a condition that was dubbed decision fatigue. After decision fatigue sets in, the brain looks for shortcuts in two different ways. One shortcut is become reckless to act impulsively instead of expanding the energy to first think through the consequences. The other shortcut is to eliminate energy saver. Do nothing. Duck the decision. That eases the mental strain at the moment, but it can be costly in the long run. As researchers demonstrated in a study at German car dealership, observing customers ordering options for the sedans, the car buyers... And those were real customers spending their own money had to choose, for instance, among four styles of gear sh shift knobs, 13 kinds of tires and rims, 25 configurations of the engine and gearbox, and a palette of 56 different colors for the interior of the sedan. As they started picking features, customers would carefully weigh the choices, but as the decision fatigue set in, they'd start settling for whatever the default option was. And the more tough choices they encountered early in the process, like going through those 56 colors to choose the precise shade of gray or brown for the sedan's interior, 
the quicker people got fatigued and settled for the path of least resistance. By taking the default option, by manipulating the order of the card buyer's choices, the researchers found that the customers would end up settling for different kinds of options, and the average difference totaled more than $2,000 American at the time. Whether the customers paid a little extra for fancy tire rims or a lot extra for a more powerful engine depended on when the choice was offered, early or late, and how much willpower was left in the customer. As they observed the effects of declining willpower, researchers tried to figure out what was going on on inside the brain. The answers emerged in an unexpectedly an experiment that had been designed to test an entirely different idea called the Mardi Gras theory. The notion that you could build up willpower by first indulging yourself in pleasure the way that Mardi Gras feasters do just before the rigors of Lent. So what's fascinating about the decision fatigue is it really makes sense because everyone says like don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? But I always like thought about it and like, yeah, you buy like junk food, right? But like if you went to the grocery store at the beginning of your day versus the end of the day, it doesn't, I don't think it matters about you being hungry. I think it matters about how much willpower you have to say no to buying impulsive purchases versus not. So at the end of the day, you probably just give up. And at the beginning of the day, you would be really disciplined into not buying things that you don't necessarily need like in the car effect. So there's a bunch of different, it's not just that story. For example, the next short story is first person singular literature and individual resistance. Another story is, let's see, the welfare state and the erosion of responsibility. So there's a lot of different things that just make your brain go like, oh, that makes like way more sense. So Self-control or state control, you decide. It's a good read. I don't necessarily think I'm going to keep it and reread it. So follow me on Instagram and I'm sure I'll post these up that you can grab them. It's always first come, first serve. And then you just pay shipping on it and I'll ship it to you. Because I'd rather be in your hands for a very inexpensive price of just shipping than for me to just, and sometimes I donate it, but why keep it? Just collecting dust and not helping anyone. So my final book, and I was so, so excited to find this. So I found this at the Friends of the Library, which is an amazing resource. If you don't already know about it, it is fabulous. My library has it. It's a public library, but it's basically where they drop off donations. So there's book donations, CDs. You can buy everything for like extremely cheap. And then also actually not cheap. You can buy things at an extremely inexpensive price. And then... They also turn in the books that no longer are being circulated in the library, and you can purchase those as well. So this is also high by so many books because I get them for max $5 a piece, but normally it's typically from like a dollar to $2. Sometimes there's even a deal where it's like buy one, get one for like a buck. Pretty clutch. So anyways, I've been listening to the Highest Self podcast by the host Sahara Rose, and I've been following her on Instagram for the last year. And I knew that she wrote two books. She wrote one, or she's written a couple, but this book, which is Discover Your Dharma. And she has another one on Ayurveda. And so I'm just obsessed. Anyways, found it. I was so stoked. I tagged her in it. And I don't think she liked it because I found it at like a discount 
bookstore and I didn't buy it like full price. So whatever. Um, if we all, we all have to know that our stuff is no longer to serve other people and it'll get passed along to the next generation. You got to be okay with it. So anyways, sorry, Sahara, if you ever listen to this podcast and this review, but anyways, this book is great. It, the forward is by the one and only Deepak Chopra. I love him. So anyways, Discovering Your Dharma is basically about discovering what your life purpose is. Your Dharma is an ancient Sanskrit term translating to the evolutionary impulse of the universe or your unique purpose in the world. According to the law of Dharma, the universe is like a jigsaw puzzle. You are a piece of this puzzle and there are no spare parts. Each of us was born with talents that play a role in serving the cosmic web of the universe, bringing about global equilibrium. The only thing holding us back from using these talents is fear and the most dangerous human con- construct. In Discover Your Dharma, author Sahara Rose guides readers on how to find their purpose in a world where information is vast, paths are unlimited, and overwhelm is abundant. This book was amazing. It was really well written. It was also a very easy read because for me, the doshas and dharma is a new concept. And growing up Christian, it's really hard to kind of like conceptualize it, especially because if you've been programmed about dogma and everything that goes along with it, that being open to other religions and cultures, it's like everyone wants to say they're like free love and all that, but... (laughs) It's harder when you grew up thinking like that your way of thinking is the only right way, quote unquote, which I don't believe that to be true. So anyways, it was she wrote out how to find your dosha and the paths of what is the best way for you to get there. It's really laid out simply Um, and it doesn't feel overwhelming because I feel like, uh, especially in the spiritual community, it gets to be overwhelming. Like you're supposed to just know everything. Like you're supposed to be doing all the things. Like you're supposed to be vegan. You're supposed to be Ayurvedic. You have to be toxic free. You have to be gluten free. You have to do all the different types of yoga. You need to go do breath work. You need to go meditate. You need to go to a sound bath. You need to like charge your crystals and your chakras. And, and it just becomes this like list and it's like, so overwhelming you're like okay but like what if I didn't know that (laughs) um and so I like that she lays it out really easily and it doesn't make you have anxiety because I'm sure that you've read those books where all of a sudden you have like overwhelming anxiety you're like I have to change my entire life everything has to be different like I've read those books where I've literally gone through my house and thrown away everything or like, well, I don't throw everything away, but I donate everything. I'm like, I can't eat any of this. Like, I can't, I can't wear any of this. And I think there's one thing to be mindful and present, but it's another thing to just sit with it and take things slowly at the time that they resonate with you. And maybe at some point you're like super into crystals. Maybe they don't resonate with you as much. Like you can, there's a flow to everything and that's okay. And there's perfection in literally everything you're doing. So I really like that it's it didn't give me overwhelm and anxiety reading it. Like, I got to go do the most now. It's okay. Do whatever feels right to you and you can always circle back. And maybe it didn't feel right to you at one time, but it feels right to you now. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day. Please subscribe. 
share with a friend, like my page, do all the things. Um, I'll definitely talk to you back. Um, you can always DM me. And if you ever want one-on-one coaching, I'm also available for that for trauma coaching because I am a spiritual psychologist. So if you are feeling ready to transform your trauma into birthing your truth and just taking your power back, I'm here for it. I've done a lot of it and I still have more to go. And it's been such a powerful process for me. And I'm really excited to be able to help other people experience that freedom in their lives as well. Because I really do believe that the struggles we go through and the trauma we experience is really the catalyst to push us to be amazing people that really change the world and that you don't have to be defined by it. And it's merely just a blip on the radar. So I hope you guys have a great day. Namaste. So here's a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, so if you know me, you know how much I love electrolytes and I really believe in hydration because most of the time when we think that we're hungry, we're actually not. We're just extremely dehydrated. So I try to focus most of my energy on just being as hydrated as possible and I'm able to achieve that with RF Supplements Electrolyte Powder. So I'm so excited to partner up with them. I love their whole product line from their liquid fat burners to their protein powder, which is delicious, as well as their sleep aid tablets and their pre workout, which doesn't make me feel like I'm going crazy. So you can purchase any of these online. Follow them on Instagram at RF underscore SUPS, S-U-P-P-S, and use RFS Conway at checkout for a discount. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review, screenshot, tag, and share on social media. I'd love to be friends, so follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Cassie Conway is Rad and at Grieving with Gratitude Podcast. Go out today and take your power back and consciously create the life you desire, knowing you're so fucking loved and divinely perfect.